Hello friends, welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. My name is Shina Konde from Lagos, Nigeria. On today's episode of the Faith Culture Podcast, I'm discussing with an amazing gospel singer, uh, Sisioma. Sisioma in the building! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice to have you on the show, Sisioma. So on today's conversation, um, Sisioma will be sharing with us our faith, our, you know, music and a lifestyle. And it's so, uh, you know, it's so much a delight for me to have her come on the show because I believe that our story is going to really inspire many listeners out there. Welcome to the show once again, Sisioma. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure being here. Yeah, happy new year, by the way. How's the year going wish, for you? I wish you the same. It's going great. It's going great. Knowing that God has a lot of things lined up, so it's going great. Yeah, awesome. And we can't wait to see all that God has in store for us through you. Yeah, because you know that you are one of the channels of blessing we have in today's world, you know, using music to be a blessing to every one of us. God bless you so much for all that you're doing. Right. So uh, for many who don't know, Tissoma is one of the amazing gospel musicians we have here in Nigeria. And I mean, our music has also gone international, gone global. And you can always find Sisoma's music on YouTube, you know, listen and get blessed. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be asking Sisoma a couple of questions, you know, as we go on on the show today. Uh, but I, I, I believe that, you know, all that I'm going to be discussing with her are things that can inspire whether you, whether you're an upcoming musician, you know, or you're already a fan. I mean, even if you're not, if you're a non-music person, you would find the answer of some of the questions I'm going to be asking are very inspiring. All right. So because this is the Faith Culture Podcast, everything we talk about is faith-based, all right? So, um, Sister, before I dive in proper into our conversation today, I would love you to sort of like share with us, you know, your salvation experience, you know. Uh, how did you come to know about Jesus? I mean, did you, was it from the womb or, you know, <laughs> how did it all happen? Um, <clears throat> to be very honest, you know, when people say, give a, a when people say, oh, I, I repented, you know, July 25th, 1980, something, I'm like, oh, wow. I, I really admire such people because I don't have a date. When I, I don't have a date to when I repented. You know, growing up in a Christian home, you know, where just by default, you are you are born, you, you are born again into a Christian home, you know. You are born, born again. So, um it was almost like that for me, where you just take for granted because of the fact that you hear the word of God every day, you pray every day, um, your parents um, ask you that you recite at least one mem one new memory verse every day. You know, all of those things just make you feel like you know you have a relationship with God. Yeah. And of course, you know those days when the, when there is a crusade or something, or sometimes just in church, you just show. Uh, on um, a projector screen and all, they'll show burning hell or they'll show the Antichrist in the concrete and you know, you see people in hell you, you just, ah, after that they'll say hey, if you want to give your life to Christ, come out, all of us will run outside I'm sure I gave my life to Christ at least not not less than 10 times I am so sure, not less than 10 times because you give your life today and there may be next week or next two weeks or next month there is a another 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 um, another film is shown in church and you're like ah i'm not sure that last one that i gave i'm not sure i gave it well because because two days ago i still lied you know yesterday i still you know you know i still fought you know so let me come out again so i came out a lot of times and i know that people in my generation can also attest to this yeah, yeah. I would say that what the with the time that I started having a personal walk with God, 
it was uh, towards the end of secondary school, beginning of um, you know the um, looking for admission. I, I won't. I really looked for admission because I never had a problem with cutoffs and all of that. It was uh, basically finances and all. So, so um, a couple of my friends had gone to school, and you know, you also want to go to school. So that's the point. I started taking God serious, like God, please. But I started making promises to God, trying to cut covenants with God because of what I wanted. Like God, please, yeah. if you let me you know, get into school, provide for my parents and all, you know, serving and all. So that was when I started taking my work with God seriously. That was when I, you know, I started making it um, something very serious. And then um, another event in my life about uh, eight years ago, you know, just strengthened that uh, work that I had with God, you know, uh, where God where God became more real to me than just somebody my parents told me about or somebody I always heard about or sang about, you know, growing up. So I would say like 10 years ago, eight to 10 years ago was when, you know, I, I started having encounters with God that solidified, yeah, that solidified my faith work where I can tell you God is real. I have encountered him. You know, I have grown in him. I have seen his hand. You know, I've seen his hurts also. So sure. I would say ten years ago, but I've I've known I've known I've known Jesus all my life. Wow, awesome, awesome. And how how's that? Um, you know, if you backtrack now, how's that relationship? You know, that you became much more aware of. Has it influenced your life, uh, your perspective about life? And uh, you know, we're going to come into music, right? But how has that? You know, that relationship? You know, that you came into a self-awareness of has it sort of impacted on your life generally okay so that, this is one of the reasons why i actually believe me when i say this I actually envy people who were once like very bad ladies like ah they used to do this or guys i would say i used to this what i used to and then i had an encounter with jesus and my life turned i'm like wow i wish i had that you know um because I grew up, I'm not going to say sheltered, but sheltered to an extent. You know how strict uh, uh, Christian, yeah. Christian families could be, especially in the 80s, you know, because I'm an 80s baby, early 80s for that matter. So, so uh, I was sheltered. I was not the one to... If you're coming back late, it's because all of you are coming from church at the same time, not because you went to visit somebody or you went to... So, there are lots of things. I, I wouldn't say, oh, I used to club every... I've not even been to a club. Do you, do you get? Oh. I don't even know what a club looks like. I, I, and I, I, I think one of the things that my upbringing did for me was that I really didn't. I still now I don't feel like I'm missing anything. You, you know where people say, "Oh, Friday night." I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Like, okay, have fun and all. You know. So I, my life was had always. I've always been a goody two shoes. Not really done much. You know. Um, but my walk with God deepened and it got to another level when I there was there was a journey God took me on that was very personal to me that I couldn't really share with so many people apart from people that were really close to me yeah. and um it made me um start taking my call seriously start taking my my life seriously it made me understand that 
I was not like every other person. Not because every other person was not special, but I am just not like every other person. Sure. You know, um, the dealings that God has had with me, he might not have with the next person who is also a very sound child of God because of the uniqueness of my calling and because of the uniqueness of my journey. So that's one of the things that um, getting deeper in God has made me realize. Um, I don't try to be like anybody else. I, I'm not envious of people. Um, I understand the jealousy of God over my life. Mm. So I understand when he's, when other people do things and they get away with it, that it's not because God hates me and all, but because there's something in me that is so precious that he would not permit me to play around with. Mm. So um, coming into that level of relationship with God has made all of these done on me so i take my life more seriously uh i don't i don't make decisions carelessly i don't i don't keep i just i don't keep friends just because they say i i like you you're my friend can i be friends with you no i didn't do that um we we all have to be working in the same direction and also uh it has made me more conscious about how i live my life and when i say how i live my life i'm not talking about oh don't apply makeup but no i'm not saying that i'm talking about decisions that i make that yeah. are not obvious to people that's you know yeah. that are not into people but decisions i know that god would have me make you know in preparation of what it is he would have me do i'm already doing some of them but uh, at the at the dimension and at the scale at which he wants uh, to do through me and have me do so um that, that work with god has brought me to that place so that's the impact of my work with god um, wow. Awesome. I mean, that is very, that's very amazing. You know, there's a lot, a whole lot of benefits that we get to enjoy in this intimacy with God. And and, and I mean, I, and I can really just uh, appreciate God for your life, and appreciate how He has sort of you know walked you through many of these things. And you know, importantly, I get to have guests on the show who also would say they wish their own salvation experience was more like, oh, I was this person before, violent guy, and then I have this you know conversion experience that just totally changed my life. But I mean, we all don't have to have that kind of experience, right? We yeah, all extreme. You know, yeah, many of us have had the privilege privileges of growing up in Christian homes and being exposed to you know the gospel, and then consciously you know coming to the knowledge of Christ ourselves. I mean, that is just you know, very, very beautiful. Now, Sister, we're talking about your style of music, I mean, your music ministry and everything. I'm one of the persons who enjoyed your music to a very great extent, you know, and I have so much uh, big desires for for you, I mean, and, and how God, you know, is going to be using you, you know. All right, so, but, but, but then, how has your faith in God, you know, you know, even led you into singing? How did you know that singing, you know, is one thing that you are caught out for, you know? Do you want to share that with us? Um, so like my salvation story, my music story is almost the same thing. <laughs> I started singing very early. I started singing very, I started singing at a very early, let me know, between the ages of five and six. That, that was how early I started singing. And one of the gifts that God has blessed me with is an amazing ear. So beyond my voice, while people commend me about my voice and all, my ear is one of my my greatest gifts you know i can't i can't really explain it to someone that is not like that's that's not musical but my ear is just one of my greatest gifts and um it's because of the length of time i've been in music and the kind of music i've been into not the regular i've been into core serious uh, music especially for um nigerians you know yeah. uh, when i say nigerians i mean because um in, in the western world the, the music culture is a bit more uh, structured 
you know, but here we just dabbled into it. So me, I dabbled into it early, you know, and it was good music. So, um, so it was also one of those things that I just took for granted. Like, oh, okay, I'm a singer. I sing very well. Every time you sing, people are like, oh, wow, awesome. So I, it was just something I, I took for granted. So of course, because you have a good voice, you will be in the choir of Abby. So I was in three choirs at some point. I was in the, I was in the children's choir. I was in the youth choir. And I'm talking about maybe when I was like 10 years, I was in the children's choir, I was in the youth choir. They said I must sing in the youth choir. And then I was in the adult choir. So I was in three choirs. At a point, they put me in the church band and all of that. So you, you know that feeling of, uh, you know? So uh, <laughs> um, I'd always, I'd always, so when you compliment me, I say, oh, wow, I love how you sing and all. Oh, it's something I've been hearing from when I was six. So it's not a big deal to me. It's not a big deal. To, it doesn't do anything for me when, when you do that. Uh, so somehow, you know how you just say, oh, this is what I do. And you just flow into it and you just keep doing it. I studied, I studied theater, as people call it theater. I, I, in my school, it's OAU. It was dramatic arts. Um, but I was still, I was very, I was very um, strong in my fellowship. I was one of the music directors at some point. Um, oh, um, so just, this is what I do. So, Everywhere I go, I just do it. I just do it. So there was just that, just do it, just do it, just do it thing until about six years ago where something happened in my life and where I started questioning everything. Where I'm like, okay, Babek, this God's love, is it real? Oh, this is my music that I'm even doing. Is that, is, am, I, am I supposed to be doing? I questioned a lot of things in my life and then uh it's a good thing when you when you when you question things it's a good thing when you when you probe deeper it's a good thing when you don't just go with the flow you know uh, it's a good thing when you sit down and have conversations with god and with yourself and it was one of those conversations that made me understand that yes you you, you are blessed to be the beautiful voice um and you are called into the ministry of music. So that was when I started calling myself a music minister. Normally I just say, I'm a singer, you know. That's when I started seeing myself as a music minister and, you know, um, take it, that's when I said, you know, taking myself more seriously. And um, I used to write songs, I write songs for people and get paid and all. And then God started, um, you know, speaking to me that, you know, when I give you songs, now, now I'm not saying writing songs for people are bad. I'm just saying how offhanded it was for me because if it just came to me, you know, there were things I did easily, you know. But I started taking myself more seriously when, when um, uh, 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 God revealed that to me, um, that you know, I've called you to be a music minister. And there was the scripture, one of the scriptures he used for that was Jeremiah 110, you know. Um, uh, and then it, I, I when, when I was reading when I when I read the, the Jeremiah one ten I don't know if any if if anybody listening to us can open it and, and look through it you know where I've set thee now over nations to pull down to destroy I'm like hey, hey to build rebuild and all of that and uh, some of the things that God told me were a bit scary when you look at the things God is telling you and where you are you know but um, you know God there's no past present and future with God everything is now with God so. It might be your future, but God knows your future now. So he's telling you what it is that he has already seen happen. That if you cooperate with him to bring it into manifestation. So uh, um, so that was one of the things that I, I, I said, um, I said uh, 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 the songs that God gives me, I treated them 
I, I'm more deliberate about them. I, you know, I took them seriously. I prayed about them. I prayed as I sang. I prayed as I wrote them. I tried to communicate with my musicians and my backup singers that, you know, this is it. This is not just a feel-good song for you to, this song that will heal nations, this song that will, you know, sometimes I also share the scripture with them, you know, that this is an instrument through which God can build, you know, this is an instrument through which God can destroy long-standing bondages and all. So, um, uh, uh, my faith has seriously impacted on my music and then recently God has also been taking me on another you know there, there are all these levels in God where Absolutely. now I, exactly now I sleep and in my sleep I'm getting songs and it's happened to me before but I think when I, I sing it in my sleep and I just leave it you know and I wake up I'm like yay I had one then I just I was very offhanded about these things because I guess because it came to me easily but nowadays uh, after there was another incident that happened to me last year and um so i sleep and then god gives me songs and it's like the holy spirit just so yeah madam so i wake up my phone is always beside me and i record and um when i treated that one like that it was just like and the tap just opened up and you know i just started you know getting songs like that so my work with god oh my god it has definitely impacted on my music and then understanding that God is not careless in his gifts. Mm. Understanding that he, does, he doesn't just give you gifts to, you know, look good, you know, and for people to just applaud you. God is a businessman. You know, when they say evil men like money, I think we took it from God. <laughs> God is a businessman. God doesn't just do things for the sake of doing it. When he gave Jesus, the devil was looking at God. That, ah, ah, are you serious? This is your only son where you get. You still want to kill him, join. But it was because he knew that there were billions of sons and daughters that were going to come to him. He could see the billions of daughters and sons mm. that were going to come to him, which was why he was willing to lay down Jesus. So when he gives a gift, it's because of the millions of people who he knows that this gift is going to bless. Yeah. So yeah. whenever God gives me a song, I'm like, Okay, I see, I see the song as a seed and I see the harvest of souls that that song is going to bring. And that is how I now treat every song that God gives me. Even when I'm leading worship with popular songs, with regular songs, I, say, I tell myself there are people who will be stepping into church and they are at their wit's end. They are about, some of them are just coming to church to just say their last prayer and go and do something crazy. You know, for every time you hold the mic as a music minister to minister them, you might be saving a soul. And when I say saving, I'm not just talking of from hell. I'm talking of sometimes from throwing themselves, you know, in front of a moving car. I'm, some people are watching online and they're like, let them just finish watching and then just take the sniper. You just don't know. So it's not just another service. Oh, it's just one of those things we do. And that is it. Uh, um, the... God is beginning to show me the gravity of the call and the gravity of the gift, you know. So um, that's what that's what uh, uh, my work with God in recent times have done for me or is doing for me. This is, this is amazing stuff. And, you know, <laughs> two things that I picked up from you know, what you just shared now. The fact that, you know, there's something called the jealousy of God. God is jealous over us. The fact that God is a serious investor, he invests into us for a purpose. You know, God always has an hand in, into uh, whatever investment you know He has put in us. And then I think another another thing is what you just said: the gravity of the call. You know, the, you know, it's not just 
you know, whatever it is we have, whatever it is we 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 emulate, whatever it, whatever gift is it we dispense, you know, has a gravity. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it is not it is not ordinary, and I think that's what, what you're trying to say. It's mm -hmm. there is there's a huge expectation on us when we carry mm -hmm. the gift of God, and and I, and I love your perspective. You know, the fact that you know we are in church, we just sometimes music. You know, I mean, this is also an encouragement to music ministers. You know, you're, you're not just coming to fulfill a role or a roll call in the service, you know, you're, you're coming to, 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 to translate people from depression to joy, you know, translate people from, you know, a certain thoughts that has held them down, you know, and you're delivering them. You're a deliverance minister. And yes, I know yes. that God is not waiting to deliver someone until, you know, there is a prayer session or until the word is going out. Even during the course of prayer, somebody is experiencing deliverance right away there and i mean and i love the fact that this is how you know your faith in god has really influenced and impacted on your music i mean thanks a lot um Sisoma. i mean i know you have a lot of things to do after now and i'm not i'm not going to take too much of your time i'm going to try to you know uh get this um, wrapped up you know this time okay now let's talk about the issue of fame you know uh you, you're an amazing um music minister uh you know you've had um you've had amazing songs out there blessing lives and and, and you get called by different churches i know you, you know you, you minister one of the largest churches in lagos or in nigeria now that is the elevation church but then you also get called by other ministers you are in other churches how do you undo fame as a music person okay um the first thing to do is uh, remember that um there's nothing you have that was not given. You know, there's nothing that you have that was not given. And I really will look at myself as famous. Uh, I, no, I'm not. <laughs> yet. I'm no, not yeah, yet. I get that. I get that. But, but you, yeah. know, you know, you get to a point, sir, you get to a point whereby, you know, people are just, you know, yeah, people people get to celebrate you for, you mm -hmm. know, you celebrate the gift of God in your life. Mm -hmm. How do you manage all of that as such that you still keep God as your focus? You still keep your head down and you still stay under the grace to receive that um, you know divine songs in your sleep and you know and all of that yeah okay um so like i like i just said like i just mentioned there's nothing you have that was not given so that's if when that's at the forefront of your mind you know it it knocks off every every um, pride that could or every arrogance that could want to stir up its head you know there's nothing you have either you there's no difference between you and the next person the only thing was just the free gift of god that he just gave you and um secondly i fear god so not when they say oh god fear you no actually do fear god like god is not one to be messed with god is not one to be toyed with and when that's why I say right now I still don't I, I'm, I'm, I don't see myself as famous so when people come to me and, and I'm very careful about compliments that I receive I, I correct people when they compliment me and I feel they compliment me wrongly sometimes when they come to me and say oh you're my best some, some of them say you're my best worship leader in elevation of life. I just stop it I thank you you know but when they start saying oh I prefer you to uh, this person I prefer I like no 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 don't do that don't do that I try not to entertain such things and um and then thirdly, you know, one of the things that I've realized with God is that God will always test you, you know, with different levels. So uh, if God has told you that you're going to be, uh, uh, you're going to lend to nations, you'll be uh, a kingdom financier and all of that. 
the first thing it, it, it tests you in is you know uh, uh your giving level how how much hold does money have over you you know so, sometimes you tell you to give crazily sometimes you say okay give everything you have and you're like ah god after giving all this one there's nothing he just wants to see how much you are a master over that thing is about to you know bless you abundantly with and that's how i always see every time people come to me god is just looking at me but okay how are you going to how are you going, how are you going to handle this now how are you going to handle this little praise you know how are you going to handle this little appreciation how are you going to handle that's how i always see it you know um like it's i feel like it's always a test of how much work god has done in my heart you know so uh i'm always very careful i'm always very careful um apart from a music minister as a person i'm careful about how i treat people how i respond to people and all you know so most times if you see me i'm always greeting people i'm always you know i giving giving names to people i've given you a name <laughs> you know i'm always so i i i try to not look look at myself as like paul said don't don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to because if god just takes away this this breath in your nostrils you're just nothing but you know the dust of the, of the field so that's one of the things that always put in mind and then um, lastly I, i think because of my journey because of the things that god has dealt with me on <laughs> I, i don't think no arrogance oh my god it's ah it's it's with tea you know when 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 the scriptures say that yeah it won't even come when when you know when the scriptures say that and jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered you know you learn humility through some of the journeys that god takes you on why because for every for every for every victory or every success you get you know it's not because of what you did yes you did what you did but you know that 80% of it was the mercy and the favor of god so what is there to be boastful about what is there to you know so um those are the things that keep me grounded my journey with god my walk with god and um knowing that with uh with the gift also comes responsibility you know the gift is like a weight when they say weight of glory weights weight is weighty weight has weight glory has weight you know so that's the, that's one of the things cons- consciously consecrating myself every day and saying god i don't want to fall your hand please help me you know and for every time people are applauding you you always point them back to jesus like ah it's not me it's jesus thank you it's jesus you know always direct them back to, to you know not trying to share god's glory with him not trying to beat your chest and say it was all me you know and when you've been at your barest when you've been at your lowest and sometimes you come to minister and maybe i just had a heated argument or like you know i come and ah, you're about carrying the mic and you're like oh more oh more i wish i could tell somebody else to carry this mic because ah i'm not in a fantastic space you know but you carry the mic and you go there in minutes and people are blessed you know and miracles occur you know it is not because you fasted 30 days and 30 nights you just know that it was the grace of god at that moment so nobody can come to you and compliment you at that time and you're feeling all you're feeling all like you're such you're such a superwoman no so those are the things that i know i know my weaknesses i know the things that god has done in me i know the places that god has brought me out from i know the things the work that god has worked in me worked in me so 
when I look at all of that, regardless of the apostles of men and the successes and all, I just keep reminding myself that it's all God. So I think those are the things that have helped me and those are the things that will keep helping me, you know, as Amen. I keep growing. Yes. Thank you so much, um, Sissima. Let's talk about your song, Wonderful Love. I mean, after, you know, looking at that song, I, w- I would almost call you a musician of love. You know, <laughs> you know, but but I don't know. I don't know what appellation you want to give to yourself, or you, or you feel God is, you know, is interested in calling you, you know, uh, into. But that song is a powerful song. Uh, what would you really say inspired that song, Wonderful Love? Ah, sometimes my songs come out of my personal, uh, not not experiences. Yeah, but my my journeys with God. So in the course of this uh, talk, I had mentioned that there were like a few years ago, like I had some, I had some experiences that deepened my work with God, where I questioned everything, you know, and uh, and that was when God started taking me on a journey of his love, you know, God started taking me on a journey of his love, on a journey of his love. So my album is called Calvary because that was the greatest yes that was the greatest um show of god's love for human for the humankind so um it was it, it was it was just a direct it was just me thinking about god's love like how i experienced it you know i said there's no uh, uh, um there's no height no depth you know you know mm. um not death no not light you know could could take us away from the love which is in Christ Jesus, love of God which is in Christ Jesus. You know, that was just that was just me singing what it is that I had experienced with God. Where God was just, you know, where you know how you're listening and say, Oh Jesus, I love you, I love you, and all of that. And God was telling me, Calm down. I know I you you want to love me, I know, but take off my love, enjoy my love. Let me reveal my love to you, you know, soak in my love, you know. Um and that, that was the journey that God took me in. That was the journey God took me in. That was the journey that God took me through. And um, that was how that song came out. And some of the other songs on the album. So, like you rightly said, yeah, the songs of this, the songs on the album are about 10 or so. And then there's a medley. There's a medley of about six songs. And like all of them are about the love of God, the medley alone. And then some of the other songs, like, yes, like six other songs about the love of God, because that was just my journey. And when people ask me, what is your sound? What is your, I tell people, I don't have a sound. My sound is just a sum total of my pains, my struggles, my victories, my dealings with God, God's dealings with me and all of that. So that just happened to be my sound at that time. God is taking me through another school, which is a, a teaching on his mercy, you know, the mercy of God. He has been teaching me that since um, since August last year. And guess what? I'll be writing songs on mercy. <laughs> because that's just, that's just how it comes to you. That's just how it comes to you. If God is taking you through consecration, you know, you just want to sing songs back to him on, Lord, I surrender. Lord, you are all that matters, you know, and also... It's just a reflection of my journey. So, um, and then uh, this year when we have started, and I saw that the theme was the mercy of God. I'm like, oh wow! Like, oh, wow. <laughs> so, 
you know, it was just it was just a serious confirmation. So, um, the wonderful love that was what birthed it. I I I was not so sure about who God was anymore. I was not I was not impressed with God anymore because of some of the things that happened. And my faith was really shaken. And God just had to take me by the hand and start revealing. When they say God is love, He started revealing, and He revealed it on some dimensions and on some skills that were that were so humbling that I just had to. You know, interpret it. The only way I could interpret, sing, say it back to him was through through song. You know, through songs, okay. and that's how some of the songs came about. Awesome. Um, guys, I mean, I, I feel I feel I have a strong impression to ask you this. I mean, we're about wrapping this all up, and that is the fact that you, you've talked about how you were able to come out of, you know, this moment, maybe a moment of um, solitude, so to say you know and uh, you know get back on track and all of that uh, moment where you sort of doubted god's love and i know there are many people listening to us and who are also or probably could also be in that kind of situation whereby they are currently doubting god's love and you know they're, they're not even sure about continuing you know with god again you know you were able to scale through you were able to you know enjoy god's love again god's mercy again before your own experience what would you advise somebody who is currently in that sort of situation whereby you know, they are just, you know, they're doing everything they can to raise their head up. But, you know, life is happening to them, in quotes, as we say, and, you know, it's overwhelming. What would you like to say to them? Or how would you want to help them come out of that? Okay. Um, so I think, let me just, let me just break it down into different, into different parts. I, I feel like there are lots of people who are angry with God, you know, but when they say, God is sovereign. Kabi, you will see you. You can't question God. So some of them are not, they're not question. they're, they're not, uh, uh, it's just a passive aggression. I don't know if that makes sense. It's just a passive aggression. Like, I beg, this God, I beg. Let me just go to church. Let you not look as if I'm offending him and all, but they don't have a vibrant walk with him. They've, they've packed him somewhere. But they're just going to church so that ah, at least maybe his protection can still work for me or I can, you can still be writing for me here and there. You know, there's, there is that set. Um, there's another set that are, are disappointed in God, disappointed in God, where it feels like maybe God made some promises and you have, you've waited and waited and it's not come, you know, it does not come through or uh, there, there are things that uh, um, you really believed God for and it felt like he, he let you down and all. Um, the scripture I'm going to, I'm going to um, the, the, the sorry the word that's coming to my spirit for people in these categories are first of all have this conversation with god look our prayer time is not just a time for us to say oh heavenly father you're such an awesome oh i, I praise you i adore you you know and then bind and cast demons you know and then ask for things it's also times to have conversations with god honest true conversations where you say god i am not happy with you god i do not understand how you can promise me something you told me i was going to get that job i went for the inter- i prepared i went for the interview i was turned back like i don't understand how you could let have those conversations with god because if you do not have it with god the devil will have it with you if you do not have it with God, the devil will have it with you. When God told, uh, what's it called? When God told Adam and Eve, you can eat of all of these fruits, but don't eat of the uh, fruit tree of life and evil, good and evil, um, 
life and death, Abi, what's that uh, yeah. tree again? Yes. Of good and evil, yes. Uh, they just they just blindly said, nodded and said, okay, no problem. But they were placed under the heart of Eve, as you could see when she had that conversation or when the devil had that conversation with her. Oh, God said we should not eat it. Why? Because he knows. That was why, well, that was what gave the devil the ground to start making assumptions. But if these were conversations, they, ah, okay, well, you told us to eat everything. Why is that one now different? Why? Can you explain to, to me? And then God gives you understanding, enlightenment, why you shouldn't eat that fruit. When the devil wants to have that conversation with you, it's a conversation you've already had with God. You can shut him down. Then, no, don't worry. God has explained to me why, you know, and all. So any conversation you refuse to have with God, the devil will have that conversation with you. And trust me, it will not end well, you know. So if you're feeling a certain type of way, because I feel like when we even say these things, like you're not happy with God, people are looking at you like, hmm, this is not even a Christian. Please, let's not be hypocritical. Yeah. let's not be hypocritical God has not called us to be fake God has not called us into the fake it to you make it life no God has called us into a real relationship it is a relationship and in relationship there's communication and in communication there's questioning there's asking questions there's seeking to understand mm -hmm. and for the ones that you might not be able to understand at that point God will give you peace about it and then the ones that he wants he, will, he wants you to understand further down in, in time he will tell you don't worry as you progress I just keep working with me you will understand but you we need to have this conversation so if you are in that place where you are some of us are disillusioned if you are disillusioned one of the things to do is stop if you if you if, if for example if you are a leader or maybe you're a very consistent uh, uh, worker in church and all of that, and you're in a place where you're disillusioned nothing making sense but you're just going through the motions I would really advise you to just take some time off take some time off if it is two weeks take some time off and have these conversations with god pour out your heart pour out your frustrations pour out your misgivings pour out your disappointments like i'm not happy you know and all of that and see if god will not if god will not and you know the thing about this thing is with god there is no happening that is a waste like i said god is an investor mm -hmm. forget even your pain even your pain, even your mistakes, it is a call for God, uh, from God to you into deeper. By the time you ask him questions, by the time you, you know, you seek answers and you sit down with him, you'll find out that he pulls you into a dimension and into a level higher than where you were before. Oh, yeah. Where you were just coasting. You understand? You know, when, when life just shakes you like this and you run to God and say, God, I don't understand. He now invites you. Now say, sit down. Now let me break it down. And as he's breaking it down to you, you're receiving an enlightenment on another level that you wouldn't have gotten if everything was going on smoothly. You are learning something new about faith. You are learning about, okay, this was where you got it wrong. Now, next time, you, you, you follow it through to this point. Or this was, this was the law you did not put in motion. Or this was, you know, you didn't honor this person. I sent this person to you. You understand? Mm -hmm. And it just makes you a more grounded and a growing and maturing Christian. But if you don't have these conversations with God, you just say, I'm not happy with God. I'm not happy with God. And maybe something now, something good now happens. And you're like, ah, okay, okay, we are back again. No! Have conversations with your father. He's your father. That's what I'm going to encourage anybody out there who is feeling some type of way right now with God. Please have a 
conversation with him. It doesn't have to be just find a quiet place, sit down. There was one of my friends, that one, she said, when the thing hooked her, when she was like, ah, no, God, no, 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 God, at this point, I will call you wicked. God, sit down, let's talk. Sit down, let's talk. Ah, Baba, no, 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 it's not making sense. And she was like, God, I've done this one, I've done this one. And then by the time she was done, and she, she, you know, where she was still breathing down from venting, you know, the scripture just flashed in her mind. And the Holy Spirit said, God, I read up on it. And as she went, at the end of the day, she was the one who, crying and rolling on the floor and saying, oh God, you know, have a conversation with him. It's an invitation into deeper. You know, let, let, him, not, let, him, not, let him not chase you out. Let him draw you in. Let him call you in. Let him bring you closer. Have a conversation with God, please. God has not called us to a monotonous uh, uh, Christian walk. That's why some of us, our Christian walk is boring. Our Christian walk is boring. Sometimes, I'm a very... Um, strong-willed person so sometimes I, I can be confrontational like let's have this conversation and have it over with and sometimes you know when i'm done and i go home and i'm praying you know it just flashes in my mind i'm like ah god do you think i handled that well i feel like i bless i talk too much for that place i have quiet and all and you find really say yes yeah you talk too much next time you know that's why it's a relationship so that tomorrow when that kind of thing happens, you remember the cautioning you received yesterday and you apply it. But if I don't have that conversation, if I just shake it and say, I, it doesn't consign God. No, it does. That's what makes you into a Christian that is, you know, well-formed and balanced. Have conversations with God. That is it. <laughs> That is absolutely inspiring, Sister Omar. Thank you so much. I mean, I feel like you should be on music. You should be having talks and to be having, you know, you should be on the. You are not the first person that will say this. I like I'm a Let's be doing this more myself. Awesome, awesome. Thanks. Okay, so um, two questions before we call, we call it a day, Sister Omar. Uh, any words of advice for aspiring gospel um artists? I mean, um, do you have any word of advice for them? And also. Uh, what should we be expecting from you? I know you've given us hints. We should be expecting messy songs. Uh, okay, so what are that things should we be expecting? Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. You said first of all, you said what should we be expecting, and then what advice do I have for music? Uh, first of all, ensure that you are called into the music ministry. The music ministry is not where you're going to because you have a beautiful voice. The music ministry is ministry. It's ministry. It is messy. You have to die to self consistently and constantly. It is not about you. It is beyond you. It is a, when, when you hear ministry, you are called to serve. So ministry is basically about other people. So it's not about, oh, so that people can, people can applaud me and say, oh, you have a beautiful voice. If that's what you're going for, a music ministry is not for you. You know, uh, uh, music ministry is not for you. If that's what you're, if, if that's what you're looking at, um, you should ensure that you are called by God, not just because you have a beautiful voice and you can sing. Ensure that you have, that God has called you into the ministry because it's messy sometimes. There are lots of times you want to quit but what will keep you going is ah oh, no this is a calling this is a calling it is not pretty please forget all the you know you wear fine clothes and all of that there are attacks that come with it 
the time I minister in church and then I go home and I I I am attacked. I am attacked. One of them I had to share it with when I was still a staff in Elevation Church. I had to share it with um, the music team at some point. You know, it's not pretty. Like uh, um, you rightly said, it's like a, it's like a ministry of um, it's a ministry of uh, deliverance. You are delivering people through music. You know, you're delivering them from the hand of the devil and then you're also delivering them into new levels with God. And you, you don't, you think the devil is going to sit in one place and be clapping for you. He's going to come at you with everything he's got. So, I'm sure that you're called. And then, when you're sure you're called, uh, uh, there's a lot of pruning. Ah, it is painful. There's a lot of time, God, it is God himself that will hold you back. It's, this one is not your village, people. It's not your village holding you back. This one, God himself will hold you back because you are not ready. You are half-baked and he will send you out half-baked. Where you'll be looking like, oh, my mates, oh, my colleagues, all oh, these, they've blown. Uh-uh. They are not, God is saying, no, the, the level of work that you will do, the level of impact you will have requires serious work from me in you. You know, so you you hey god if you are into comparing yourself you cannot be in the music ministry oh you have to understand that it is my this is my lane and it is unique to me and i will give accounts you know it's 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 serious it's a, it's a serious it's a serious thing you know uh, so don't be fooled by the you know spotlights and all of that it is it's serious business yeah. and then your work you can't compromise with it you can't compromise with it you can't it's not it's not it's not it's not child's play it's, you can't compromise with it because there are times you're holding the mic and people are looking you know you know how the lame man at the gate of the uh, beautiful gate were looking at was looking at uh uh, uh, uh what's the what's his name uh peter and uh, john so we're looking at him expectantly, expecting money. Sometimes you come to church, what did you mind? And you can see that expectation in the eyes of people. God, speak to me through this person. So it's not something you just go carelessly and say, oh, okay, I'm on the roster, let me go. No. There's a serious level of seriousness that should be attached to it. Take yourself seriously. It is an office. Take your office seriously. You know, the way people dress up and go to the office, especially if you're doing this full time, you also need to, you need to wake up, have your back, spend time in the word, spend time yeah. praying, spend time researching on music, spend time listening to people, to artists and all of that. It's not, it's not time for you to be faffing around. Like, I did not just sing. No, it's not just singing. You know, there's the skill and then there's the anointing. It's not just anointing alone. It's not just skill alone. It's a combination of both, which requires work. So your prayer life, your study life, you know, has to be on point your learning life you know your scoring songs and all of that also has to be on point so it's a lot of work but i trust that god will god will strengthen you as you cooperate with him and as you allow him lead you and groom you and prune you you know it could be painful for sometimes but knowing that with god no matter the pain is because of the greater gain that will come at the end of it and the finally what are the things to expect from me um i'm going to be bringing out singles and all of that um beautiful songs that will bless you take it from me beautiful songs that will bless you so that's one of it uh, there's another project i'm working on that is under wraps it's not my project but i'm part of the team working on that it's also about music um that will be unveiled soon if you are following me on my social media platforms yeah, um, your hand, sorry your hand is again uh my handle 
is C-C-I-O-M-A. C-C-I-O-M-A. That's Cisioma on all social media platforms, Twitter, YouTube, my YouTube page, my Facebook page, uh, my Instagram page. So that's awesome. the handle of the transport. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cisioma. And I'm not going to uh, let you go without, uh, you know, saying a short prayer for everyone who was, um, you know, listening. Uh, please just bless our hearts with, uh, you know, with a, with a word of prayer. Thank you. All right. All right. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, because so every time that we talk about you, about your workings in our lives, about your doings in our midst, oh God, it's always refreshing and there's always so much to learn, oh God, and there's almost always so much to hear you tell us directly, even when two people are just, you know, just discussing. Father, we know that that is what you have done even right now. We know that there are questions you have answered, oh God, Father, in the lives of people that are, are, are listening, oh God, Father, we thank you, oh God. Father, oh God, we thank you, oh God, for the for the gift of life God, that even afforded us this opportunity to have this oh god because we are the giver of life oh god we thank you we do not take it for granted father oh god we ask oh god that every of your son and daughter oh god king of glory or daughter oh god going through seasons of uh, uh, um questionings with their hearts or their faith is beginning to fill them oh god father we ask oh god that you speak your words of comfort into their hearts oh god father reveal yourself to them in new dimensions oh god that strengthens their hearts oh god and strengthens their faith in you oh god for people oh god who you have called oh god but who are so afraid and looking at themselves that lord are you sure I am too small and too insignificant. Father, we ask, oh God, that you open their eyes, that they may see themselves through your eyes, oh God. Father, we ask, oh God, that even as they see themselves through your eyes, oh God, you give them the strength to submit, oh God, to your pruning, oh God. Father, you, you give them the strength, oh God, to submit, oh God, to your workings in their lives, oh God, so that they might come forth as good. Father, we thank you, oh God. For the great and mighty work you're doing through this podcast, oh God. It will keep blessing lives, oh God. Even your son, oh God, has yielded to this call, oh God, and is doing this, oh God. It might look little, oh God, but I, but I know that, that there is a reward for his obedience. And for every life he blesses, oh God, there is a reward for him. We ask, oh God, that his reward will not elude him in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for having done more than we have asked of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Cecilia. It's been an amazing conversation here on the show. And I just want to thank you for making our time for this uh, out of your business schedule. There are a whole lot of questions I, I had in mind to ask you, but I thought, let me be respectful of your time. <laughs> no way. We cannot let do this some other time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you so much for coming to the show. Okay, guys, that is all we have for you today on the Faith Culture Podcast. I've been speaking with the amazing uh, Sisioma, amazing gospel singer based here in Nigeria. And if you would love to get more of Sisioma's music, you can um, check on YouTube, Sisioma, C-C-I-O-M-A on YouTube and, of course, on all other social media platforms. And you will be richly blessed. It's been nice having you on the show today and I trust you have been blessed, okay? So if you're new to the show, I want to say welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. Please do me a favor, hit the subscribe button or follow. And if you've been listening for a while now, I want to say thank you guys for being on the show and I love you guys so much. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for following. And please do share this episode as well. Let someone else get blessed, okay? Um, so I come your way next time. Stay blessed. God bless you. <laughs>